Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we give you great thanks that you have not come to condemn but to save, that whoever believes in you may not perish but have eternal life. Give us that eternal life. Give us clarity, vision to see you at work in our lives and in the life of the world. I pray all these things in your name. Amen. Please be seated. Have you ever been confused by God? Have you ever been confused by what he seems to be doing or not doing? Confused even by who God is or who you thought he was or whether he is there at all? Have you ever been so sure that you were doing exactly what God wanted, that you had heard him clearly, that you were following his path, only to be thrown for a loop, only to have things work out not at all as you had expected, only to be left wondering, what is going on? Where did I go wrong? What are you up to, God? Well, if you've ever been there, if you can relate to that, if you've ever been confused by God, you are in good biblical company. In Acts chapter 9, Saul, the Pharisee, riding his horse on the road to Damascus, fresh from persecuting some Christians on his way to persecuting some more, feeling very self-assured, very righteous, like he's on the right path, gets literally knocked to the ground, blinded, and hears a voice from heaven, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And how does Saul respond to this voice from heaven? Who are you, Lord? The voice responds, it's me, Jesus, whom you are persecuting. And Saul is completely confused. So confused that he has to spend some time in the desert, perhaps as long as three years, sorting out the answer to his question sorting out who exactly God is, what God has done, how Jesus could be God, how Saul, who of course became the Apostle Paul, could get it so wrong. Or think about John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, the man who baptized Jesus in the River Jordan, who prepared the way for the coming Messiah. About halfway through the Gospels, John the Baptist finds himself in prison, and he's confused, so confused that he sends some of his followers to ask Jesus plainly, are you the one we've been waiting for, or should we expect another? In other words, I thought you were the Messiah, Jesus, but are you? And if you are, why am I still in jail? Bust me out, cousin. John the Baptist is confused about God, confused about Jesus. And in today's gospel reading, we encounter someone else who is confused about God, a Pharisee named Nicodemus a leader of the Jews, as, gos as the Gospel of John uh, tells us. He knows that Jesus is someone special, but he's not exactly sure who. 
Rabbi, Hebrew word for teacher, Rabbi Nicodemus says, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Nicodemus is trying to figure out who is Jesus? What is God doing? And here's how Jesus responds. Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again. No one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who's born of the spirit. Well, thanks a lot, Jesus. That really clears everything up. <laughs> to all of that, Nicodemus responds simply, how can these things be? Poor Nicodemus, he is confused. Today is Trinity Sunday, the day on which we celebrate the truth that the God we worship is one and three, three in one. When we acknowledge that there is one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But this is also a day when I think it is safe to admit that God can often be confusing. Because anyone who tells you that they understand the Trinity, that they fully grasp, fully comprehend how we can worship one God who's revealed in three persons, they may not be telling the whole truth. God often works and reveals himself in confusing ways. He often confounds our understanding, defies our expectations. Sometimes, the Bible says, he even hides himself from us. And yet, when I think about Jesus' words to Nicodemus, and I think back, I look back on my own life, I begin to see and understand a bit more clearly. When I was 13 years old, I had an experience of God, a powerful, emotional, visceral experience. I was captured, captivated by Jesus, by his forgiveness, his presence, his unconditional love, by what he had done for me through his death on the cross and his resurrection. And as I look back on that moment nearly 32 years ago, it does seem like something of a new birth. Because I'm living a vastly different life than I would have lived had God not shown up in that way. I wouldn't have married who I married or have the children that I have. I certainly wouldn't do what I do for a living and I positively would not be standing in a tent in downtown West Palm Beach on Memorial Day weekend talking about Jesus. <laughs> and when I think about what Jesus says to Nicodemus about the Christian life, the wind blows where it chooses. You hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. 
so it is with everyone who's born of the Spirit. You know, that kind of unpredictability has certainly been true of my life. Since that day, 32 years ago, the Spirit of God has blown me from New Hampshire to Connecticut, from California to Paris to New York, from Pittsburgh to Houston to West Palm Beach. And you're probably thinking the Holy Spirit sounds a lot like the military. Uh, and beyond the places I've lived, the Spirit of God has also blown me through joy and heartache, through celebration and disappointment, through community and loneliness, through plenty and want, through hope and sadness, through clarity and confusion. God can be confusing, and the Christian life can be confusing. But as I look back on it all, I can see that Jesus has been with me every step of the way, guiding, comforting, convicting, shaping, even when I didn't know what the heck was going on. Even when I was confused, God was present and active. As Paul writes in Romans, when I think back on my life and the lives of other Christians I know, I have no doubt that we are being led by the Spirit of God, that God is our Father, that we are His children, heirs of His glorious kingdom. Towards the end of His confusing conversation with Nicodemus, Jesus says something which is not at all confusing something which is clear, a promise, a declaration, perhaps the most famous words to ever come out of his mouth. For God so loved the world, Jesus says, that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Life may be confusing. God may often be confusing. But the promise of Jesus is clear. He has not come to kill us or to condemn us, but to love us, to save us, to give us new life, eternal life, we may not always understand what God is doing, but God does. Jesus does. And it is in Him that we place our hope. Amen.